think I can do it now. I think it's finally possible. Cats are, yeah, they're meowing a little bit, but it's not what it used to be at the beginning of the trip. I'm now, uh, let me see, four, five, seven hours in. Man, it's just hard to, hard to comprehend. I've, I, I've never, I've never driven that far that long on my own uh, in kind of one go. I'm making some breaks. I've made maybe four or five. Uh, so I'm really not sure how cats are coping with this. I know they, they're complaining. They're not happy. But I don't really can understand to what extent they are in shock, the discomfort, uh, how much fear there is. Right now, they just seem like they're really content. They're really, like they have closed eyes and they, they sleep. They really don't like when I'm driving fast. Uh, so I, I stay within 100, 120 kilometers per hour range. That's when I are the calmest. Uh, and I agree, that's where car is also the quietest. From those higher speeds, that's kind of optimal. Uh, we're doing good mileage per per per, per liter. Um, I'm I'm still very keen on the improvement on fuel efficiency after changing the tires. Um, what else? Well, okay. Let's just break down the whole day uh, as it happened. I I woke up at 6 a.m. with intention to leave in one hour. You know, I was thinking, I'll eat yogurt. I will, uh, I don't know, I will uh, quickly pack. I, I was already packed, but all those things were kind of lying on the ground so I could see them. Uh, so there's a couple of things I had to collect from like office space. And that All of that took me three hours because I also decided to do some some shopping, I bought some, some pastries and sandwiches, uh, you know, all that takes time. So I eventually left around nine, which was still, it still felt good. Still felt like I'm doing good time. Uh, the most stressful was, I would say, leaving Berlin. Uh, cats were really active. They were really trying to figure out the, the new situation, the new environment. They've been in the car before, but I've never actually let them roam free. You know, they are, they have their cages, but they're open. I, I, I figured I would keep them as like a safe spot for them because they know those, those containers fairly well at this point, I think. Um, so they started to walk around and it was to the point where so the car is quite um, stuck like there are things from from the bottom up like it, it's 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 just almost full as i would say it's like uh 95 capacity is taken but they, they managed to find little passages Especially one of them, Muji, uh, managed to go through all the way down to the end, and he started to meow at the very back. I could hardly hear him. You know, like his his meowing was muted by all the things 
tower in between us. Uh, but I reckon people behind me, in a car behind me, were we were waiting for a green light. They were really having a good time looking at this cat uh, pressed against the back window, uh, meowing and just looking ridiculous. Um, yeah, he was exploring, he was trying every single window, trying to get out, I guess. Um, the other cat was in a container for a good two hours, I would say. He wouldn't want to leave, and at a certain point, he started to walk free and explore. And they would get some some peace uh, after about two hours, and then uh, what happened was I decided to take a longer break. I decided to put them on a leash, and I wanted to take them for a walk because they didn't pee, they didn't, didn't drink anything, didn't eat. They they ate well. Uh, before we left so I thought maybe it's toilet time and I took them on a leash and we went to this little patch of grass on the on the stopover like with McDonald's and gas station and a little piece of grass and they were they didn't like it they, they were terrified I'm not surprised there was lots of people cars some dogs in the fur in far distance but I wanted to try, and what happened was they really wanted to go back to the car and they, they, they started to appreciate it. They started to see it as a safe space and they, they stopped protesting. They, they didn't want to get out anymore. So that was kind of funny. It made me think how, how much we may complain about certain things, but as soon as we compare those bad conditions with something worse, that the original thing becomes just a blessing. So, ever since, and that has been maybe like two, three hours now, they have been mostly quiet, and they seem they seem uncomfortable. They seem angry, maybe, but I don't think they are necessarily stressed. Um, I don't know. It's just. I'm really just assuming. I, don't, I have no idea what they are talking about, what they're thinking about. So, yeah. Uh, let me just check one thing. Okay, I know there are some tall roads on the way. Um, I was just wondering would I recognize them. <laughs> but I imagine there would be some gates. I know that I was supposed to have like a, like a chip, but there should be a way for unchipped people who, uh, who are just crossing casually so I brought some coins I hope they take cash uh, but I saw those um, kind of gates and like uh, metal structures every now and then over highway and I started to think well is this is this a tall road <laughs> but this this will tell you how uh, inexperienced I am with uh, that kind of driving so let's see, I've got 530 kilometers left until I reach Dijon. Dijon is, uh, is a city I picked at random somewhere in the middle of my route. Um, this is where Dijon mustard comes from originally. I want to stop there and I would like to go to a, a nice restaurant. I would like to get uh, a nice hotel room. 
to get a proper sleep. Although I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to actually get there. I wonder if I managed to sleep at all. Um, I'd like to do stopover in France. I, I know, it'd be a bit of a cliche, but I, I cannot just cross France and, and you know, pretend that it wasn't there. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've, I've done... I've, I went through a bigger portion of, of Germany at this point, and pretty soon I'll be crossing the border. Oh, there's a sign here. Let's see what it says. Oh, uh, no, that's just an announcement that there is a bridge 185 meter high. Let's see this. Wow, oh, that's, uh, that's unexpected. I cannot see what, what I'm actually crossing because the, 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 the fence is so high and so dense. But yeah, it's quite, quite strange. There's nothing else I can see other than just the bridge and a few cars ahead of me. Well, uh, so the biggest challenge of driving for me it's not uh, getting caught with uh, speed straps there's a bunch of them I've got Waze app running on the on my Android phone and that Android phone shows me the way uh, while my smartphone I, I generally use it just for uh, entertainment so I've been catching up with some podcasts uh, I've been listening to some YouTube I could watch it, I think it could work, but I'm, I'm wearing my sunglasses to, uh, to preserve my eyesight. I, I reckon if I'm exposed to sun for too long, uh, I'll be just tired faster. So I've been driving in sunglasses mostly, and uh, I, I wouldn't be able to see the screen anyway. But yeah, I'm desperately looking for distraction. I've been driving mindfully for a good while and I, I really need something to occupy my mind because I, I think the real challenge of driving is, is, uh, is it's a mental torture. <laughs> it's just so draining. It's so, uh, <laughs> so boring. I mean, there's so many cool things to see, but I cannot really look around. You know, I cannot really uh, admire those vistas. And now it's becoming really nice. Like the, the, the views are really spectacular. Um, there are lots of green trees and hills. Uh, but I, I really feel like I need to pay attention on the road. Uh, I'm really grateful that cats are not quiet. Uh, they're making a big favor and I, I would really want to know what they feel and what they think uh, I kind of feel like we're, we're going one way right it's not like a return trip it's just interesting you know how shorter the trip gets when we once we crossed it once do you have that sometimes as you go back it seems shorter even though it's the same distance just the other direction 
maybe it's familiarity. You're familiar with those landscapes, and you know what, what's what's what and what follows. And I'm I'm kind of looking at the horizon, and I'm always trying to see things that will appear uh, at at that given moment. So, in theory, as I'm moving forward, meter by meter, there should be things popping up, right? As as my uh, range of vision expands or goes further. So it, it's, it's, it's funny how it works. Like I'm, I'm starting to see mountains, I'm starting to see trees or wind turbines. Um, I, I really dig it. It's a, it's a nice, uh, nice little thing to, 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 to occupy my head with. Um, gives me an idea that I'm actually moving forward and I'm, I'm crossing significant amount of space. Hey, for those who don't know, I'm I'm traveling from Berlin to Mallorca uh, as I'm relocating. My girlfriend and my uh, my daughter are already there. Uh, they're now it's their fifth day, I think. I'm losing track because this has been really hectic days, and um, I've been running some errands, organizing things before joining them and uh, the, the point of my road trip is I need to bring the car over and I need to transport our cats and I, I really think this this was the best way to do it just considering that they're not sleeping and then they're not really legitimately sleeping they're really flat uh, hope they're alive <laughs> um, yeah so it's a one-way trip uh, I'm hoping to return uh, by, by, by a plane. Not keen on that, but you know the only way to do it next time is to take a camper van or a trailer and to do it slowly, to actually take two weeks to do this distance and actually to stop at, the, at all the places that are being featured along the way. There are those brown billboards I wonder why they picked brown color because it's really uninteresting and kind of generic. They're quite abstract, but they tell you what the uh, landmark of the region is. And there has been so many that felt like yeah, it'd be a cool thing to see. So sometimes, sometimes we would be uh, uh, agricultural, sometimes archaeological, um, but there was also Bauhaus design uh, school, university, museum. Uh, I'd love to see that. I, I thought that there, is one, or there was one uh, near the house that I used to live in, uh, but I never actually got to see it. Um, maybe there were multiple, but I, don't, I know there is one Bauhaus school, the iconic building. Um, it is in, in the Brandenburg region. It's kind of a shame I, I never saw it. Uh, yet, I didn't see it yet. So it would be nice to. I'm seeing many. I'm seeing many campers, and I'm very envious. I'd love to have that thing strapped to my uh, to my car, or I'd like to, I'd like to drive one of those little buses. Um, yeah, just to be 
able to stop whenever, whatever. Would have been cool. So uh, I've noticed that there is a audio message. Let me check that out. I might be wrong, but there's I saw there there's something you can feature in this episode. Hold on. Hi, Roy. Roy. I hope you take your time and enjoy your trip, and and try not to do anything that's kind of dangerous. <laughs> that's all I have to say. I enjoy and am enjoying your updates, and I just listened to your most recent one in the rain there, sitting there, and. Believe me, my audio mos were some of them were just recording to record and just making the sounds and this and that. I I didn't do any sort of thematic thing this year and in fact I I I deleted my last one because it was bye-bye. <laughs> it was Toy Story's bye-bye from Barbie's outtake. <laughs> and then I thought, "Uh, forget it." But anyway, I, I'm looking forward to the rest of your story. Take good care. Oh, Robin, thank you so much for this lovely message. Uh, it, it means so much that you're listening, that you've been around for such a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm doing some foolish things, like recording audio while driving. But... At this moment, I'm, I'm driving really slowly on a fairly empty highway. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm tempted to distract myself uh, so I, I can cope with this. I, I probably shouldn't have any electronics around me, but... Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, this this, this is kind of... This could be a series, this could be a series where I record updates from my settling in in Mallorca, but I feel like Mallorca is so beautiful. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to move to such a beautiful region. I think I need to switch the video and I already have a, a concept, an idea on how to do it. I've been, I've been watching some Japanese YouTube. Um, the way how you do it, the way how you, you even find Japanese YouTube is, you start watching Japanese videos, and you train YouTube algorithm to to show you these, and that that's the thing. You, you don't watch anything else for like a week, and then you get to that rabbit hole where you see content that normally wouldn't be seen by by people in your location with your interests. So I, I trained my YouTube to show me Japanese vlogs and I, I identified quite unique and interesting style of vlogging uh, that Japanese people do. It's really focused on aesthetics. Uh, it's very aesthetic, very peaceful and it's very common that those vloggers don't show their faces and it adds something something really good it sounds it adds a lot of mystery it adds a lot of humbleness and it prevents them I think from being 
superficial. I mean, I see a lot of superficiality in those Japanese vlog productions. They're extremely materialistic. They, it's, it's just all about buying nice things and surrounding themselves with nice things. And they're not even uniquely beautiful. These are sort of mainstream brands. Posh brands, so I've I've been looking at those Japanese camping videos, right? So the way how you go camping is you just take gear that it may not be pretty, but it works. You know, you can cook with it. And that's the whole idea. Just make food and you, you move on with your day, right? But what they seem to be doing, they buy this high-end equipment from like best grade aluminium or uh, titanium whatever it's just really beautiful items and they go to supposedly to wilderness and they cook and some of them cannot really cook they they, they make a mess um, and I don't know like a lot of that is pre-made or highly uh, processed food some of them don't really cook from scratch, but I use this fancy equipment and I see a lot of purity in it, but it's also quite superficial because I, I, I don't think, I mean, I, maybe that's the case. I can, you can hear in this recording and also in the previous one, I've been, I've been very judgmental. I, I know that I'm, I'm sorry, but what I want to highlight is that they are selling an image of camping being uh, a really expensive hobby where you need to dress up, where you need to have the nicest tent, where you, where you need to have the uh, nicest utensils, uh, or a power generator. You, you don't need power generator when you go uh, for overnight camping. Forget about it. <laughs> take, take a little light, take a gas stove, uh, take a, a light, go to sleep early, you know. Um, that's what I mean. Like it's 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 uh, they're really into buying those little nice things. Um, from what I can see, <laughs> from what I can observe. Uh, but still, there is there are some qualities in those vlogs that I deeply appreciate, and I, I would like to do something like that from aesthetic point of view. I want to replicate this peaceful vibe, and I want to do a lot of aesthetic videos where I show everyday life but without this hyper energy that's so common in, uh, in, in Western type of vlog production thing, you know, a lot of even worse superficiality with a lot of acting and posing fake happiness and all that you know I want to do it uh, semi-anonymously I want to have fun with it. I want to make it a little bit more artistic than uh, commercial and uh, mainstream-like. I definitely don't want to say, hi guys, smash that like button, subscribe, um, none of this. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been looking at photos that my girlfriend is sending me. It's just, it's just another world. So I don't think audio can do justice 
to what I'm about to experience and I, I will switch the video for a, for a, let's say, 10 episodes to start with and I'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the pedal, I'm gonna drive a little bit faster in, in, in this, in this uh, rate, I won't get anywhere. So I'll stop recording, Robin, I'll be driving safe thank you once again for your contribution and if, if anyone would like to contribute uh, you can find me on anchor and there is a feature to to send a message to send, send a send a recording and I'll feature you as I did uh, just just a moment ago with Robin thank you Robin once again it's it really means a lot and I, I really like that you enjoy my my updates. I wanted to say content, but <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's just my updates, my my journal entries. All right, nothing about this trip is planned, and things are just happening. It seems so. I didn't reach my planned destination. I'm 400 kilometers short. I didn't reach Dijon in France. I I stopped just just below Mannheim. Uh, very near Karlruhe. I don't know how to pronounce it, but very close to the French border. Uh, I got a little bit concerned, concerned about the fact that I didn't do COVID test, and I'd like to do it before I cross French border. So that was concern number one. Concern number two was well-being of my cats. They they didn't drink or pee or eat at all for those seven hours and that that made me a little bit worried those little stops that those little stops that i've been doing uh are kind of meaningless to them i think they're, they're just adding more anxiety i think they just don't know what's going on whenever i do that and they were not interested in portable toilet i've made for them uh so while i was driving i saw the sign for a stopover uh, for rest stop and they had a Starbucks <laughs> that kind of caught my attention I, I shouldn't be been drinking coffee right now uh, quite the opposite I should have a nice warm cup of cocoa and go to sleep early which is something I will probably do um, so yeah we are 400 kilometers short and I'll try to make it up tomorrow I think I can do it if I leave early I've, I, I can, I can, 12 hours, I could be in Barcelona, and 12 hours is kind of what I did today, uh, considering that I woke up early and I was still organizing things, um, packing and eating breakfast, all that. I can be way more organized tomorrow, I think, since everything is ready. And I can just drive, you know, can, I can do it. Uh, this also means I can I can uh, reach Barcelona in the evening and then take a ferry overnight, which means day after tomorrow, tomorrow morning, which is so great. I'll be in Palma and I will I will uh, reconnect with my family uh, in central Mallorca. They're doing great. They're missing me, I'm missing them. 
and yeah tomorrow tomorrow will be a big day lots of driving 1200 kilometers i think i can do it i mean that also means it's twice the amount what i drove today but i'll need to plan differently i'll plan my stops more wisely i'll think of this distance in chunks and uh, i think i can do it so this also means that this is the final update for today and i will report more tomorrow now thank you for listening Thank you, Robin, for your lovely segment. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Take care.